Welcome back. Good to have you on a Monday. A lot of Badger football, a lot of Packers football. This last hour, a lot of Packers football. Uh, we'll catch up on some of the emails and such regarding the Badgers, but uh, before we get Mike Clemens in here. But uh, we got a lot to talk about uh, still. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Nick writes, any uh, pictures of the John Deere striping from the lawn striping kit that I bought? Not yet. I, I plan on hopefully getting out there today. Uh, after I get off the air, I've kind of neglected the lawn a little bit, so I'll get into that. Uh, going back to the last hour and the call that we had uh, from GD out in Madison just before we went to the top of the hour, and he asked why, after complaining about the win over the Buccaneers, why am I not you know, kind of in the same mode after a kind of ugly win against New England? Um, it's not that I'm I'm going passive on it. It's just, first of all, um, you know, people say, well, I'm too negative. And I always try, I don't look at it as being negative or positive. I just try to be honest about things. I think there's good and bad. When you win, you do enough good to win. So you got to recognize that. Um, after the Tampa Bay game, I just thought that that team got, I think they played rather poor. Now, the circumstances were different because of weather, first and foremost, and the way they had opportunities and then kind of got away from it and the mistakes that they made. This game was just an ugly dogfight game. And as Aaron Rodgers said, we had no business letting that game get to that point and not to disparage, you know, Bailey Zappi, but he's a third-string quarterback. You got a third string just drafted quarterback who normally, you know, had it not been for the fact that Mac Jones went down, he's normally not even on the active roster. And this guy's coming in playing well. Um they should have, could have blown him out, but didn't. They made enough mistakes to keep the game close. But also there was some good. You know, you you continue to see the emergence of Romeo Dobbs. Now he's got to get better, but he will, you would assume. Christian Watson's got to get better, but he will, you would assume. Um, I think defensively speaking, they had some injuries that hurt them. I also think that they played a soft zone at times, maybe too soft. Uh, some guys up front got beat. It wasn't overwhelmingly consistent. Um, but last night was not a pretty win, but sometimes in an ugly win where you should beat a team, you're supposed to beat a team, you're expected to beat a team and they punch you in the face. You don't need me screaming and yelling about the, the sky is falling when you get a win and things look bad. I think just by the tone of Aaron Rodgers in the postgame press conference, you could tell that was not a good win. You know? Um, the Packers, defensively speaking, I, I know that uh, there was a, a group of people who are like, are you kidding me? And 20, they gave up 24. And Well, wait a minute. one was Seven of that was a pick six. So, again, the defense held a team to under 20 points. That's normally a victory. You held Tom Brady to 12. It's normally a victory, you know. 
I think they're doing enough right now to get wins. And what I want to see is this team get better. And the positive is special teams won you a game. They didn't cost you a game. So they're putting a lot on the defense, and the defense has not broken. They're putting a lot on special teams, and special teams has been, uh, albeit it's not, you know, the return game is not great, and they're not getting, you know, a massive amount of yardage. But the, the punting team and field goal and kickoff, they're flipping the field. They're doing what they're supposed to do. So I'm ecstatic with that. And I'm not because it's number one in the league, but because it's not last in the league. And I keep thinking to myself, at some point, the offense has to get get right, right? At some point, everybody's going to be ready to go. Christian Watson's going to get better. Alan Lazard will begin to get open. You know, Romeo Dobbs will continue to get better. Uh, I think they're going to rely more and more and more on Robert Tanyan. But make no mistake about it, this is it. I think you have to adjust via play calling to get it better, but this is it. Unless they pick up somebody along the way that's sitting out there right now, this is it. And as Aaron Rodgers stated, you can't continue to win this way, and you can't win in the postseason this way. So I'm waiting to see what else it is they're going to do. That's it. That's 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 the synopsis. And like I said all along, for as much as I do want to care about the regular season, I don't care about the regular season. Get to the postseason and show me what you can do. But my, I don't think it's my job, but my own instinct is to say, what does this team need to do to be better that's not going to get them bounced out of the postseason? So far, special teams has held up their end of the bargain. Defensively, they got to play better you got to get everybody back and healthy. It's going to be an interesting uh, uh, plane trip because usually when guys have concussions, they don't, uh, you, they don't like to travel you. And now you've got to put a guy like Adrian Amos on a plane and take him over to, um, to London. Hopefully Jair is able to come back this week. You know, I think it was pretty a smart move not playing Jair. I don't think you had to have him. You saw how things kind of deteriorated with that center fielder, with that guy, that that knowledge in the middle of Adrian Amos after going down with a concussion. And I watched him come to the sidelines um, when they put him in the blue tent. It was almost immediate. They handed the helmet out, and usually that's the sign of don't give him his helmet. He's not going back in. So you can kind of tell that he was done for the day. And he knew when he got up, he waved to the sidelines like, come here. He got up a little wobbly. He knew. So hopefully it's not severe and it doesn't keep him out for a long period of time and he's able to come back. I think the fact that you saw Quay Walker get into the mix, I like that. Um, so there's some things that are good. Uh, you know, Kenny Clark did not have his best day. Wasn't a bad day, but not his best day by any stretch of the imagination. So overall, not bad. Not great, but not bad. Quay Walker continues to play well. Rashawn Gary yesterday had uh, a game, man. He was kind of a one-man wrecking crew throughout. But up front, Jerron Reed, I thought, played pretty solid. Devontae Wyatt getting some snaps. So I'm not I'm not uh, overwhelmingly disappointed, but it, they, they still got a lot of room, a lot of room for improvement. A lot of room for improvement. 
877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, by all means, go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Uh, Max says, uh, when is Devontae Wyatt going to get more than a couple of snaps a game? Yeah, he, he got five yesterday. Made a play, was in the right place at the right time, got it. But again, you, you, he's got with the guys up front. The, the best, <coughs> excuse me, the best part about it is you don't have to force him in because you've got Jerron Reed, you've got Dean Lowry, you've got Kenny Clark. Who's he going to displace at this point? They can give him some opportunities, but in big moments, who's he going to displace? I don't think it's a matter of he just is not good and doesn't get it. I think it's a matter of the guys that are ahead of him are as good as or better and have the experience. That's all. Nothing more. Uh, As Rick says, they've had a couple of kicks down at the two or one yard line over the last couple of weeks. And true. True. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670, if uh, you want to give us any thoughts. And by the way, let me say this too. Defensively speaking, one of the big statistics I pay attention to, other than turnovers, is always third down possession. The Packers yesterday uh, in, in on offense, 42.9%. 42.9%, which would normally win you a lot of games. And they held the New England Patriots to to our 27.3%. Normally that's going to win you a lot of games. It's just a couple of the the turnover, the pick six, and the drop pass, and a couple of things that just didn't go in their direction. That's it. Otherwise you could be talking about a completely different scenario coming out of that game where the Packers get kind of a blowout win. So I'm I'm good with that. I'm... Excuse me. I don't think they're that far away. Uh, Number one pack attack says, my opinion, the drop-off in the offensive line talent this year is huge compared to what we're used to in the past at Wisconsin. Looking back at Ron Dane when he was getting all of those massive yards, he was running through holes. You can drive trucks through. Everybody, uh, every one of his linemen were pro players, and the great Ron Dane did nothing in the pros. We can't keep our own. Wisconsin's top high school players, uh, from going to Ohio State and over to Wisconsin to get over the top. Uh, who is going to get us over the top recruiting is really the bottom line from Packer Dude that's really turned off by Badger football. That's from Packer Dude. There you go. Uh, Nick says, do you think firing Paul Chris could potentially turn into a Nebraska situation, firing a coach that consistently has won, and then it turns into a complete dumpster fire? Uh, Nick, God, I hope not. God, I hope not. You really, you are right, though. There is always that concern anytime you fire somebody of what, what's to come. But I, you have to believe you can get better. And, and the will and the want and the resources to get better have to be there. Steve says, when I heard the news about Paul Christ, I wasn't overly surprised by the firing, but rather the timing of it with uh, Chris McIntosh being a former Badger star. He has seen some of the things that perhaps we haven't. I also think that Jim Leonard is the front runner for the position, and McIntosh wants to lock him up. Before other schools come calling, I will say that the defense has pretty much stunk uh, over the last couple of weeks. Time will tell where the program goes. The Packers got the win yesterday, albeit in an ugly fashion. The fans were chastising Goody when he drafted Rashawn Gary, and they're now eating crow. I'm one of them. 
I agree with that. And I think now I think there's anybody out there that says anything else about Goody's pick of, of Rashawn Gary, I think at this point is you're erroneous. I don't know what else to say. Playing at a very high level. Should be rewarded with a contract extension with the Patriots lining up with six, six offensive linemen is the new recipe for teams like the Giants to go after the Packers' defense with Saquon, uh, Saquon Barkley uh, is tough enough, but uh, could it even get tougher with six offensive linemen? Uh, the Brewers are in the ground with the dirt being pushed into the hole. I, for one, think that Craig Council blew the game Saturday with the handling of the bullpen. That team is tough to watch right now. It's all or nothing, mostly nothing, and their approach at the plate the offseason also going to be interesting. That's our buddy Steve listening to us in Richfield. Steve, appreciate it, man. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step out, take a break, and when we come back, Mike Clemens is going to be joining us. We'll talk with him about what went down yesterday. Also, big uh, game this past weekend down at the Fiserv Forum. You had some pro hockey exhibition-wise in town. Good weekend for the uh, Milwaukee Admirals to kind of showcase some hockey in this area. They had a good time. I know that. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for single-game tickets, whether it's a group outing, promotional outings. Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. That is MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Get your season tickets now for some good hockey. More of the Bill Michael Show next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. They're a good team. You know, uh, we, we faced a really good Patriots team, and, uh, you know, we play in the NFL. I mean, the, the wind kind of was dying down there late in the game, so, uh, you know, I, I just told them if we get, you know, inside the you know the, the 45, I'm going to give one a ride. So, uh, I think anything 60 and in, we were, you know, probably going to try. But, uh, you know, again, we got that first down. I think it would have, like, at the 30-yard line or so, and then, you uh, know, we just ran that ball and got us down to a 31-yarder, which was exceptional. Welcome back to the program. Mike Clemens brought to you by the Bay Motel, greenbay.com. That is Bay Motel, clean, quiet, cozy, comfortable, all that kind of good stuff, plus the Bay Family Restaurant, serving it up, homestyle cooking all the time. That is Bay Motel, greenbay.com, Bay Motel, greenbay.com, and uh, book your reservation now for whatever weekend you have going on up in Green Bay. Mike Clemens now joining us, and Mike, uh, I-, I watched Mason Crosby come out at halftime, and he was kicking from 52 and splitting the uprights, he did like a, a couple of them, 51, 52, 53, but all of them went through the uprights and all of them cleared it by about three to five yards. So I kind of figured what he just stated, that 60 and in they try, but more so maybe 50 and in was probably pretty solid. Isn't it amazing, though, that he, he had knee surgery this summer and he's you know still out there kicking at 37, 38 right? years old? Yeah, I thought that was a big redemption for him. I really do. I, I when he kicked it and he knew it was going through the uprights, you could all you know, almost see him go, "Yes, yes." You know what I mean? There was one very straightforward moment of honesty from Brian Gutekinds at Combine when we were talking about, "Yeah, you know, he had a lot of these kickers in for tryouts. I mean, what's going on there?" And he's like, "Well, no, you know." But he said, "We still think we got a Super Bowl team." Uh, and we're not changing Mason Crosby. It was just very definite about that. You know, we're bringing in guys to 
to get a backup in case something happens. Uh, but we want Mason Crosby here another year while we still think we got a Super Bowl team. Um, Mr. LaFleur, uh, interesting reaction last night because in his opening statements he talked about, you know, uh, great resiliency of his team, the challenge of going up against Bill Belichick, who last week, you know, he said Bill Belichick is the best coach in any sport. And, and you know, I kind of felt that way in, in our talk leading up to this game. What was really the factors of this game? It's like beating Belichick. Because this guy just always comes with prepared teams. He's just a master of it. And so LaFleur was asked, hey, Coach, what do you mean by, you know, the team is favored to win before they even play the game? Is, is, that, is that your team, your players, getting overconfident? I, I don't think so. I think that's you guys. I think that's the fans. I think it's – I don't think so. I think we have enough respect for teams in this league that you have to show up and play your best ball. The, the competitive balance, it's marginal. And – uh, you can see it all across the league. There's going to be upsets each and every week. And so I, I just think it's, it's the outsiders that feel that way too many times. And unless you're in this business, and I don't think you truly can appreciate just the competitive balance that exists in the National Football League. Mike, I, uh, I, 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 I agree with him. Uh, there's a competitive balance there. We all know that on any given Sunday is not just a cliche. It's true. Uh, I will say more technically, the Romeo Dubs catch uh, that we thought was but really wasn't, we could all kind of tell that in the press box that wasn't a catch. And so the question is, why was he tossing red flags onto the field at that point when he might have been saving that challenge down the road? Right, because, you know, there was still some time on the clock where maybe they could have done something there instead of losing that time out. Um, you're right. I mean, First of all, the Patriots players seem to be pretty clear that, uh, you know, the ball touched the ground. Then I think it was up on the scoreboard at least once. But LaFleur's on the headset. He's talking upstairs. So he was asked after the game, why did he throw that challenge flag on Romeo Dubs, you know, dropped, the ball hit the ground, and the scoreboard showed that 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 in fact was not a catch. Yeah, I'm not not too proud of that moment. that was an emotional decision, and I think it's a great learning lesson that, you know, you, you can never make those emotional decisions in the heat of the battle. You know better. I mean, you've got to survive the ground. Uh, Connor Lewis, he's up in my ear. Uh, he's up in the box, and he's in my ear, and he's, he, he said, I don't think so. And uh, he said he, that we shouldn't challenge it and just made it an emotional decision, and it was almost like throwing a Hail Mary. And that, that could have came back and, and bit us in the butt. And, you know, I'm, but, again, I'd rather learn from that being on this side. Thank God our, our guys bailed me out in, in that regard. But um, definitely the worst decision of the day by me. Um, one of the other issues seems to be, and we've heard this time and again, is the fact that, you know, they're, they're wasting timeouts because the play clock is running down. Matt LaFleur has taken a long time to get the calls in because the play call actually is so long, Mike. They used to use that card so that if LaFleur said 17, then that way, you know, Rodgers wouldn't have to have an 18-syllable play or something like that. 
you you know, and you saw Rodgers, you know, the handoffs to Aaron Jones, 20 yards, 12 yards, 10 yards. Then they get to a third down play for some reason, and they just couldn't convert. They were like three out of for nine on third down. They ended up in the game with six for 14 overall. Uh, so the, the timing just seemed to be off, particularly in the first half. And Rodgers later complained that some of the play calls were just too long because they had like two plays in them. And LaFleur was asked, should that be shortened? Yeah, absolutely. I think especially when we're when we're struggling, I think sometimes in those moments you just kind of want to get a little bit of tempo going or whatever, just in and out of the huddle quickly. You know, a lot of those plays, and I thought for sure um, you talk about starting the second half, right? A lot of these plays that are, are that have a lot of words um, – are can plays. So if they give you one look, you're you're going to you're trying to get premier play calls in versus whatever look they give you. And you got to give New England a ton of credit because they give you a lot of different looks. And so you could be running some some pretty bad plays into those looks. It, uh, that's kind of how the second half started. So we came out with a can play, and they gave us the look for the pass. And I and I knew just based on how the first half went. I was a little concerned that we were going to get booed out of the stadium if we went three and out with three consecutive passes, and I, I definitely said that to our uh, to our coaches on the headset. I was like, "Man, we're about to get booed out of here," uh, but thankfully we made a critical third down throw and catch to Allen on the right sideline on a goal ball. You know, our guys, I guess, bailed me out again right there because uh, I could feel it. Well, speaking of getting booed out, um, what the hell? They Aaron Rodgers, his fourth pick six of his career, which is an extremely low number. But uh, through the pay, I mean, it just didn't even look like it ever even had a chance, Mike. Yeah, and, you know, the, now this is a game where, you know, your defense, Rashawn Gary, who I, we talked about in camp, this guy is coming this year. And here he's on pace for like 20 sacks for the season if he keeps it up. Uh, he takes out Brian Hoyer, ends up uh, with a concussion. And then, you know, everybody in the press box is trying to look up in the media guide who Bailey Zappi is, you know, right. third-string quarterback. And yet the kid's moving the ball up and down the field until you get another huge play by Rashawn Gary who hits him, forced fumble, then recovers the ball. So Rodgers has got the ball there first and 10 at his own 31, and then he's scrambling and he misses Cobb. So then he, they send Lazard down the right sideline, right in front of the Packers bench, and this Jack Jones jumps in front of it, and LaFleur was asked what happened on that play. Yeah, I'll have to look at it um, because things happen pretty quickly in the heat of the battle and in terms of, so it was, it was and, and I want to say, was it Jack Jones that, that picked that off? Yeah. Uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. He was playing pretty soft, uh, you know, that we noticed throughout the game, but Sometimes those guys are pretty dangerous because they'll play they'll play off a long ways, but they'll jump a route. And um, he did. You got to give him a lot of credit because because he made the play. Uh, I get jumping a route, but it just it, that thing just looked ugly from the very beginning. And uh, you know, I mean, you never want to get scared, but the run was working, and they had the the one drive, Mike, where they never threw a pass. Six plays, fifty yards. It was. Jones, Jones, Dylan, Jones, Jones, Watson, and they ran that damn thing right down their throats. Right, which is, you know, this is exactly where Bill Belichick wants them. He wants to get into Aaron Rodgers' head, 
He wants to take away your pass game. Now, you know, Greg Bedard, who, who covers the Patriots, he thought that what basically the Patriots coming to the game saying, the Green Bay Packers don't have any speed on the outside. They're not going to give it to Christian Watson. When they did, it was, you know, in the end run, and he got his first touchdown. But they're not going to set him free. So, you know, we can man these guys, and, 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 and we'll know their formations and jump their routes and get into Aaron Rodgers' head that way. And LaFleur was said, was asked, and so when you came out at halftime, you know, down, what was it, to 10 to 7? To, 10 to 7, yeah. Yeah, or, yeah to, to this kid, um, you know, did you decide that you had to keep the ball on the ground to get started? I want to say we, we definitely were more committed to the run in the second half. I know I'm always asking our guys up top where charting runs and passes, you know, kind of where we're at. And it was definitely teetering on the heavy side of run. Um, but I think that's just, you know, every game's going to be a little bit different. And it's just about trying to find ways to move the football in, in order to score points and win a game. Mike, uh, let's do this. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break, and uh, we'll come back. We'll get more into uh, some of the other aspects, defensively speaking, because this was a defense that had not seen Bailey Zappi and didn't really know a whole lot about him. So we'll talk a little bit about that and how he deemed and how he fared uh, against that defense and what they think they did against him. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Mike Clemens joining us. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. And second and five. And that's Harris. And there it goes again. They were generous there. They were generous. They didn't beat it. Here's the pass by Zappi. Open man at the 10. And strutting in for the touchdown is Devontae Parker. Oh, oh, the Patriots got some kind of break right there. That was 100% a delay of game again. Pat, did anybody on your sideline notice uh, the clock expiring on the um, Devontae Parker touchdown play clock going down? I did not. Um, Jason mentioned that to me prior to coming in here, and but I was totally unaware of that in, in the moment. Well, it did happen. People were going nuts. Uh, the bottom line is they always say you got to play until you hear the whistle, and there wasn't a whistle, so the Packers gave up a score even after the time it expired via the play clock. So lesson learned there. In the meantime, you got Bailey Zappi who kept, uh, and you probably say who at the beginning of the game, but uh, Bailey Zappi is the one that kept uh, the uh, New England Patriots in the game. Mike Clemens joining us on the hotline. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Buzzard Billy. Buzzard Billy's fantastic place between that and the Starlight Lounge out in La Crosse. Can't recommend it enough. Thanks to them for uh, giving us their hospitality when we were in La Crosse this past weekend. So, Mike, uh, Bailey Zappi, man, suddenly became the story of the game. Well, he did, um, and you know, of the day, maybe in the NFL. Going back to that pass, though, that uh, nice touch pass from Zappi to Devontae Parker, over the right-hand side, you know, in Packers territory, 25-yard touchdown pass. That capped off a seven-play drive, 75 yards in the third quarter. You have 23 assistant coaches. You have all these guys in the box that LaFleur was referring to in the back in the first segment about, you know, what's our run pass distribution, what kind of a defense. Do you think there's somebody who's maybe like watching CBS 
and on the same page as Jim Nance and Tony Romo that the play clock expired on a touchdown. Maybe that's right. the time to throw a challenge flag, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that's just huge. That's a huge miss. And so in the meantime, um, Brian Hoyer gets knocked out of the game with a concussion by Rashawn Gary, and out comes this number four kid from Western Kentucky, and we're looking up like, okay, a fourth-round pick. Who is he? And Darnell Savage, your safety, was said, yeah, so when you guys prepared, you knew that Mac Jones wasn't going to play. How much tape did you watch on Bailey Zappi, who finished with a quarterback rating of 107.4 on taking over for Brian Hoyer? Uh, no. Um, and there's no discredit to him or anything, you know, but just that happening kind of fit the flavor of the week as far as us just uh, adapting on the fly and having to adjust on the sideline. So, um, me personally, I know I was so focused on watching uh, – Hoyer, which was the guy who started today, but um, like I like I said before, we didn't even know that he had got injured. You know, it was kind of one of the situations we were about to punt, we were about to go back on the field, and we saw him walking to the locker room. So we're like, you know, whoever's next, it is what it is. I, you know what? It's funny because I listened to the post game, Mike, and I like ba- Bailey Zappi acted like he was a veteran. He did. I, it just it, just in his speak, I was so impressed with him. Yeah, you know, they found him in the in the fourth round and. Uh, Belichick, by the way, he he had this kid go up there and talk to the media before uh, he went out there just to you know let him have that that moment in the spotlight. So he he he, uh, he talked to the to the reporters last night about you know living this NFL dream. Of course, it was exciting at first. It was a dream come true to play in an NFL game. You know, it's obviously not the outcome we wanted at all. Um, you know, I was want to first like give credit to all my teammates. They kept me calm. They kept me, you know, getting the nerves out of me. You know, they kept me in my space and cool, calm, and collected. You know, everybody played well tonight. O-line played well. We ran the ball well. You know, it really just comes down to me. I just got to make more plays, and now it comes differently. I uh, I guess the question is, how did his, uh, like, how did his teammates feel? That's one of those, those positions where you come in as a backup to the backup, and you all of a sudden just earn respect, you know, because you play the way you played. Well, another thing is I'm sure they're going to be talking in New England all this week is until Mac Jones comes back, why don't you just play this kid, right, instead of Brian Hoyer? And Hoyer's got to get over a concussion anyway. Matthew Judon is their weak side linebacker who came as advertised. He was given pressure to Rodgers a lot. He got a sack on him, a quarterback hit, had five combined tackles. And he even wanted to, you know, give praise to how this kid uh, Bailey Zappi kept them in that game. Give a huge shout out to Zappi, man. The way he uh, stepped up in that game. Uh, I don't even believe he took that many reps with the ones and the way he played and the poise he had. That's amazing for a rookie. Uh, that's good for our team. And he he was ready. He stepped up and he, uh, he, he did a hell of a job for us. So I, he did a fantastic job. And, and a third-string quarterback, kept the New England Patriots in a game in which the Packers were supposed to kind of run away with it. And I, I guess that really, if you want to look at the story of the game, that that's probably one of the top three stories of this contest. Coaching, man. Coaching. It's Belichick. It's the hoodie that kept you in this thing. Like that a final drive in regulation when the Patriots had the ball, they didn't want to give the ball back to Aaron Rodgers with time. So they're running the ball, and you kept on hearing, number 61 is eligible. Number 61 is eligible. 
and you looked that up, and it wasn't even on your flip card. 61 is Marcus Cannon. Okay, he was drafted back in 2011 by New England. Then he spent like a year with the Texans. Bill brought him back. He's now 34, 35 years old, but he's six foot six, 350 pounds. And when they lost Juno Smith, their tight end on the one side with a leg injury, then Belichick just put out this big dude, you know, to fill out the offensive line because they're just going to, you know, they're just going to go in jumbo formation and run the ball. Those kinds of things to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field, at least in regulation. And Rodgers was asked, you know. How would you describe this game? Uh, <laughs> yeah, win's a win. That was a ugly first half, good second half. But, uh, yeah. Does quality of win matter at all? I mean, going to number three? Uh, matters to the coaches because then they can really pick on certain things to uh, emphasize. But, you know, every opponent's different, and we all match up differently, you know. Bill's, you know, a great coach. He had a great scheme. The guys made some plays. I felt like we got into a rhythm in the second half with some of the play calls. I settled in and uh, usually don't have two terrible halves. So I kind of returned to the form I expect for myself, and, and we started moving the football. What do you kind of say to yourself in the locker after, after the first half you had? I mean, what, what goes through your mind? What do you kind of say to yourself at that time? Clearly you've turned it around from that point forward. Uh, I've been a great player for a long time, so not a whole lot I need to tell myself. Uh, just play better. Well, I mean, he's right. You just got to play better. I mean, he knows that. Um, but, Mike, uh, you know, this game might have been different and the score might have been different. The comfort might have been different had uh, Romeo Dobbs come down with that ball and actually completed the catch by going to the ground. Yeah. Aaron takes a shot to the right sideline there. I think it was like 13, 14 seconds left in the first half. And instead, no, that was the, the, the pick. But he takes that shot to Dobbs. Uh, and LaFleur gets out the challenge flag, which you know takes time off the clock because they end up losing that uh, timeout, and Rodgers was asked about that situation. Yeah, I know Matt feels bad about that. So. <laughs> uh, they lined up in their zero pressure, so we're in empty formation. They have six kind of in the box. We had a plan for that. I checked to a different play and when I checked they checked out of it to one high I kept the routes the original routes on which was goes on the outside and I was looking left on the corner I just felt like Rome's was running past him now a little bit of wind I probably underthrown by about a yard uh, but to me it looked you know I was celebrating and then Matt Judon was standing next to me and he goes he dropped it <laughs> I was like what what and then they showed the replay, and you got to take it all the way to the ground. How much credit does the Patriots' defense serve? Yeah, I mean they played they played well, did some good things. I felt like we blocked them up pretty good, though. We had 440 plus yards of offense, but yeah, they I always give Bill credit. He's a hell of a coach. Uh, he's right. Um, obviously, they saw some things, and you had mentioned it earlier that via the pick six, they saw some things that uh, they could maybe lull the Packers into, Mike. Jack Jones, number 13, is lining up on Al Lazard. And, you know, years ago we got a chance to talk to Randy Moss at Super Bowl about his years with Belichick and all the other teams that he played for. What's the difference about New England? He says, you know, Belichick will give you this card with like five keys, five things you need to do your job. Don't worry about anybody else. 
here's the five things that we're going to call on you and the things you need to look for in the game. So this Jack Jones kid is a rookie. He's lining up in front of Lazard, little off you know, the ball, right in front of you know, LaFleur and everybody, and he picks off Aaron Rodgers and takes him for a pick six and he described what he saw on that play. You know, I was just reading my keys. He threw it outside. You know, I had a chance to make a play on the ball, you know, and, you know, by the blessing of God, you know, I made the play, took it to the house. I, I couldn't believe it, you know. You, uh, you know, usually it's hard to score on defense, you know, just to get a pick. It's hard to get uh, to get a pick on defense, you know. When I got the pick, I seen nothing but open field, and, you know, I just, I just ran. I just kept going. I give credit to Rodgers. At least he made the effort to maybe try to get down there and catch him, but he just wasn't going to catch him. You know, I missed that. Did he? I, <laughs> he took off running, but I, it was very quickly given up when he just looked at him and went, okay, you, you got this one. Yeah, I just I couldn't believe how clean it was <laughs> and right in front of your bench and stuff. And so Rodgers was asked, you know, this is your fourth career pick six. You're one of the best ever in the history of the league in terms of not throwing interceptions and certainly that. Uh, what went through your mind when you saw this rookie running down the field with your football? You really want to know? I do. <laughs> I've thrown four pick sixes and at least two of them on that route. So those are frustrating. I mean, I almost missed the throw so badly he overran it. That would have been nice. If I throw the ball, you know, where I was supposed to, he probably picks it right in stride. He kind of you know, had to catch it behind him. But it's frustrating for sure. Uh, I felt like before the game I even said it, hey, I don't, you know, I think the only people that can beat us are ourselves. You know, I felt that last week, even though Tampa's a great team. And so 7-3 there, as ugly as it was, to go into halftime, 7-3 is obviously better than throwing a freaking pick six and being down 10-7. So you yeah, had a little conversation with myself. Might have had an assist from David Bakhtiari in the locker room and went back out there and played a little bit better. Let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, come back, wrap things up with Mike Clemens coming up right after this. Ready! This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Find a way to win a football game, man. It's, it's hard to win in this league, and so many different guys made an impact on that drive uh, to put us in that situation for Mason to go out there and kick the field goal to win it. It's a team game, and our defense played really well. Our, our special teams flipped the field in many situations, uh, and they came up big there at the end with the field goal. Welcome back. A few more minutes to go before we get out of here today. Talking some Packers football. Mike Clemens on the line, and uh, Mike, after the game, uh, obviously you give credit to both. I mean, Bill Belichick for doing what he can to try to take away the strengths of the Green Bay Packers. Rogers trying to overcome with Matt LaFleur. So um, you beat Bill Belichick. I don't know if this is a really good win and you feel good about it or you feel bad because it was Bailey Zappi and you had to go to overtime to kick a field goal to get him. Well, I'll just say that, you know, Zappi lived up to the moment, um, you know, like some other young quarterbacks have, the last couple of years, um, you know, the, the kid that the, well, that the Washington team had there for a while, I, uh, I, I, I wasn't trying to go into this, but it came out the way. This was Belichick against Rodgers, and Lafleur was just over there trying to help out. I mean, I, there's an awful lot of bad coaching decisions that, that or responses, I think that the Packers made in response to what the Patriots were doing to them. 
And then, you know, after the game, there's, you know, Rodgers is there, and Belichick goes up to him and kind of gives him an embrace. And so Aaron was asked after the game, what did the coach have to say to you? Nope. But cooler than that is before the game, he came over and, and we shared some words. It's nice to be able to have some private conversations from time to time. And he came over. We were throwing lines, and we had a nice embrace and, and shared some words back and forth. You know, the, the truth is always the easiest to say. So the things I said about Bill last week I meant, you know, the way that he coaches and, and his success he's had. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal leader and always has his guys ready to play. You know, that was some of the sentiments I'm sure that I echoed, and the rest I'll leave to some of the stray microphones that probably cut some of it. Along, along those lines, does it mean something extra to meet him? I mean, this may be the last time we're facing you know? And you guys are obviously two of the legends of what you do. Yeah, it likely is last time so a lot of respect uh, for Bill nice to beat him that brings us to 2-1 and one. although I played a lot in 06 but a lot of respect for Bill he's a legend and deserves all the credit that he gets also Belichick I mean I, I, I thought he was kind of you know because this guy's played their hearts out I thought he was kind of depressed after the game more yeah. so than normal it didn't look like a press conference. It looked more like a wake. He came in completely drained. He's wearing a full suit, and he goes up to the podium and was asked about, well, what did you think about this overtime loss at Lambeau Field? I'd say in the end, <clears throat> in the end, you know, Rodgers is just too good. Um, he made some some throws that only Rodgers can make. Um, we, had, we had pretty good coverage on, on some of those, and he just, you know, he's just too smart too good, too accurate, and in the end, he just, he got us, we couldn't quite do enough, uh, you know, in the other areas to to quite offset it, um, you know, but Bailey really competed well, but a lot of guys compete well, we just obviously came up a little bit short, and um, like I said, in the end, you know, Aaron just, he just, you know, he got us on, on too many things that thought we did a pretty good job on, but it was just enough for him to, you know, take advantage of them or or make a couple just great throws that you know, couldn't quite cover. So back to work here this week and see if we can continue to build on the things that, you know, some of the things that we've done, but we just need to obviously be play better in, in some of the critical situations. Mike, uh, this is a weird week because they head off to London, right? Thursday night. They're going to go after Thursday's practice and then try and get, you know, in sync with the time there. The game is be on like 8.30 our time. And uh, Giants, they're going to play the Giants, who kind of banged up after beating the Bears yesterday. Daniel Jones is feeling better today. Tyrod Taylor, though, is in the concussion protocol. Their wide receiver, Kenny Galladay, uh, not looking good after the injuries he, he suffered yesterday. Packers had Adrian Amos go in for the concussion protocol. Other than that, I think they got out of this game pretty clean. So, yeah, it's all about uh, a couple of quick practices and then getting over to England and trying to get in sync with the body clock so you're ready for Sunday morning's game against the New York Giants. Good stuff, Michael. We will talk again later this week. Okay, pal? Thank you, Bill. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, buddy. There you go. A a lot of Badger talk today, a lot of Packers talk today, and uh, the Brewers' magic number to get beaten and knocked out of the postseason is one. Uh, That's not going in the right direction, so... 
We'll get back at it again tomorrow. Good stuff today. Thanks to everybody for paying attention to us, not only listening to us throughout, but also for paying attention to us over on the Bud Light live stream. Really good one. They've got uh, Kenny and Heilprin coming up, by the way. Kenny and Heilprin coming up. They're doing the, uh, the special edition, the beginning of the new future of the Badger football program edition coming up as well. Right, Ben? Tonight? I'm going to do it this afternoon. It'll be up around this afternoon? 4, 4 o'clock. Okay. Pod, look for that on our podcast, Spotify, Apple, also on Google Podcasts. Until then, time for us to go. Have a going. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.